0: This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about a new podcast that you don't want to miss, and we discuss that with church and the Bible so readily available, do we value them like we should. All right, uh, I'll tell you what, as we get started this week, I would like for you to tell me and our listeners too, why is there a spoon on your side of the podcast table?
1: It's not on my side, and I didn't bring it in here. I have no idea where it came from, but you're the one who eats in this room. You well, just moved sure I ha- it.
0: I haven't brought it, but it's definitely clearly on your side That's of the table That's because now. you
1: just pushed it over there. Uh-huh. Now yeah. whose side of the table is it on?
0: <laughs> well, you're on the that. one
1: who brings like cereal a- and your little peanut butter and jelly goo in here. Mm-hmm.
0: That's something maybe I do that I don't know other people do. Ever since I was a little kid... I've always liked to mix up peanut butter and jelly, like you're going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but then just take the bowl somewhere and eat it. Never make the sandwich.
1: So weird. And
0: here I am all these many years later, and sometimes I still have that, you go that through craving.
1: Like, you go through, like, spurts of it. Yeah. Like, you'll do it several times, and then you won't well, do it for a long time. we went
0: through, like, six months of no peanut butter in the house.
1: That's not true. I always keep peanut butter in when the house. Looked, you just don't know where to find it. Well... <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is that. When I I look back on it, I just realized how long it had been and, and everything and then I look back and reflected on like my life during that time mm-hmm. which I have now labelled the Great Depression <laughs> of my life. Um, the Asking only thing you shall receive. The only thing that's kept me going is that there's an endless bowl of Reese's but- peanut butter cups beside the couch. And Wait, see and that okay, gives me okay, a okay, 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 okay. Pause,
1: pause, pause, pause. First of all, there's always peanut butter in the house.
0: Why do you hide it?
1: I don't hide it. I just keep it with my little smoothie stuff in the cabinet, in a little cabinet. Okay, it's not hidden. Secondly, I have to be careful what I buy for you because you go in these little food spurts, and Zach does the same thing, and I buy you what you want, and then you stop eating that, and then I end up throwing it away.
0: The thing about peanut butter is I don't think, I mean, it it lasts for years.
1: Pretty we always sure. have peanut butter. Peanut butter is not part of that.
0: I've looked at this house before for peanut butter. Because this, maybe this is something else I do that some people don't. Is some days I come home from work and I've got like, a I want a snack. But I'm not really hungry enough for a snack. Or maybe I've got something I need to be doing so I don't have like time to stop and get a snack. So I'll just take a spoon, dig into the peanut butter and get a big old heaping spoon and eat that, and maybe drink a little bit of milk behind it, and then I'm good to go for like three hours from one spoon of peanut butter.
1: That's because you live on nothing.
0: Mm, But yeah, I'm chubby.
1: I don't know. How does this work? I don't know. Yeah. It's because of the kind of thing you live on. Mm Mm-hmm. Your junk food.
0: Yeah. And I don't eat that many sweets, really, but I eat a lot of grease.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Says the guy who just a minute ago said he survived the Great Depression because he has an endless bowl of Reese's cups. Yes. Now he doesn't even eat very many that sweets. was that
0: was a peanut butter reference. So.
1: Hashtag contradictory.
0: Mm. I said I don't eat much sweets. Two little, or or even four little, they're miniature cups now. So two or four of those a day isn't excessive sweet eating. A day. Not you every day. You have gone too go, You
1: know what I had today. It was on point. There's the cookies that are called Lenny's and Larry's, and they're like healthy cookies. They're oh. like, pro. they have protein and fiber and stuff they in them. They
0: probably taste like
1: dung. No, they don't.
0: Dung. No, they don't. I use that word. Paul used it, dung.
1: No, they don't, and that was rude. But they have a pumpkin spice one right now.
0: Oh, that tastes like and spicy so-
1: Don't even. (laughs) And so I got one today because not only was there Pumpkin Spice, but they were on sale. Did you just say
0: Pumpkin Spice?
1: No, Pumpkin Spice. But they were on sale. So I got one, and it was very good. The only thing about their cookies is the texture is not like a regular cookie. But they taste really good. I've had them before. But today was the first time I had Pumpkin Spice, and it was on point.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't like anything Pumpkin Spice, and it seems like... Everything now has become pumpkin spice. It's
1: because it's good. I
0: seen a meme the other day that somebody put on Facebook. It was a quart of motor oil It said pumpkin spice, special edition <laughs> motor oil. Because everything is, people have to make it pumpkin spice for some pumpkin reason.
1: Pumpkin spice, it smells good and it tastes good. My Like if you go to the convenience store and you get like the strongest blend of coffee, like the Colombian, the dark mm-hmm. roast. And you fill your cup like two-thirds or three-quarter full. And then you fill the rest of it with pumpkin spice cappuccino. It is perfection. It's so good.
0: Well, let's change the subject because all of our listeners are going to turn us off because you're grossing them out with pumpkin Whatever. spice Whatever.
1: Pumpkin spice is good.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you what. Let's do this. Before we get into our topic, there's been a, I don't know if you say huge, colossal, gigantic, enormous
1: we get it happening
0: something happened like a week and uh, two two weeks ago and we ain't mentioned it because um you laid out last week for the podcast um i was sick we didn't get we didn't get to mention it but tell us what has happened what's this great big thing that has taken over the world by storm
1: i have no idea
0: it's your podcast
1: Oh, my podcast. It is not taking over the world by storm.
0: No, oh, it's on its way. <laughs> the clouds are gathering up. Skies yeah. are darkening.
1: Okay, so I started this little podcast, and I said little because it's only 12 minutes long, and it's called Audaciously Unpopular, and I started it two weeks ago, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, so there's like three three episodes. E- There's three episodes available right now, and it is finally on all of the podcast apps. So if you have twelve minutes on your drive, then when does it drop each week? It comes out on Mondays because everybody needs a little bit of motivation on Mondays. Yeah. So it comes out early Monday morning, like really early, like seven o'clock Monday morning. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes uh, we figure this out, you know, throughout doing Center Stage and stuff too. Um, Center Stage is supposed to drop at two o'clock on Thursdays, on say, Spotify, it might be there at 2.01, ready to go. But then it's 2.30 on Apple, yeah. and it might be 3.15 on Google. So it's hard to get them all there. But um, the Audaciously Unpopular is supposed to drop at 7. So somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah,
1: it should be there, there by 8 uh, at the least. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I have to say, I've listened to all three uh, episodes, and um, and they're they're really good They're more, um, they're more. They have more scripture in them than what Jesus Center states does, uh, because we're talking here about everyday life and whatever's going on, and we, and you know how we do this with Jesus at the center and living, you know, enjoyable, fruitful life. But uh, the audaciously unpopular, I really like it because there is a lot of scripture. There is a point to the podcast. There's a, a uh, focus on a topic and the scriptures to go along with it. But it's not by any means a boring Bible study.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, no, I've, it- I've gotten some feedback from, from some of uh, from our Center Stage listeners that have heard listened to it. So uh, it's all good all good stuff so
1: my my whole focus on that is sometimes there's like these little nuggets that that i feel like god gives me and it's like it makes me so excited or it convicts me in such a way and i just want to share those things Mm -hmm. so audaciously unpopular kind of gives me that platform to share those things whether they be convicting challenging encouraging motivating, inspirational, whatever. It's something that that I feel like God has spoken to me through his word or revealed something and I'm like, "Hey y'all, check this out."
0: Yeah. And and like you said earlier, in case our listeners missed that, it's 12 minutes.
1: Yes, and there's a reason why it's 12 minutes. It's because I have a very short attention span and if I don't if I'm listening to something and it's not like super engaging, mm-hmm. then I'm going to like Five, six, seven minutes into it, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm kind of bored with this. But if I know when I start that it's only twelve minutes, you know, yeah, I can I it, can handle so twelve bad. minutes, and it also lends to like if you're on your way to work or you're on your way home,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: it's a it's a very short thing that you can listen to quickly, yeah, and then and we've had
0: it. we've had you know usually we try to be between thirty five to forty minutes here, um. But I have had some people say, why are are y'all making them so long?
1: That's because we would go (laughs) to like 48 minutes. Yeah, if
0: we ever go over that. So, yeah, uh, some people may be out there thinking 12 minutes is perfect. So if if that's you, check it out. um, Audaciously unpopular um, on any of your podcast apps. So um, what else we got going on? i don't know that's it football season trying started. to stay dry yeah we ain't talked very much about our georgia bulldogs who are currently ranked number two um they have now um beaten pretty handily everybody that they've played uh this year and um of course alabama's number one um,
1: let's not talk about them
0: yeah so it looks like i'm so sick of them uh, we could be on a collision course once again, uh, to meet up, but we got a lot of ball games to go. So if you're out there and you're a football fan, um, write us, tell us, go to, go to our Facebook page, tell us who you pull for, why you pull for them. And, uh, and we can talk about that too. So, um, it
1: can be any worse than your NFL team.
0: No, I've, I've basically given up on on that. <laughs> We're like four games in the season. Uh, and and they are terrible. And but the on the bright side I I expected they would be. They've been um, terrible
1: like ever since I've known yeah. you.
0: And we've got a couple of listeners uh and if you're listening you're going to know who you are that are big Dallas Cowboys fans. So Dallas is doing very well. They've only lost one game and they barely lost it. So um
1: Congratulations. Yeah, so yeah, so congratulations.
0: <laughs> but they um yeah, so I I've kind of got to where I'm watch- not that I'm pulling for the Cowboys, but like I'm watching and keeping up with them just because I know that uh that I've got friends that are really excited right now. Yeah. Um because of of that. So um but yeah, that's going on hunting season started, but I really have not got to go, but I think that's going to change this week because I'm done fishing. <laughs> and at this point I feel like I'm done fishing forever. Uh because I think I forgot how to. So uh maybe we'll have some, some uh hunting success stories coming up uh soon. So all kind of fall stuff's going on and I've been talking all summer about fall getting here. So here yes, we are. It's fun to yeah. hear
1: with more rain.
0: Yes, but that's okay, it's better than bright sunshine. I don't know. I Terrible. like sunny days. Yeah. So, um I heard um Sunday but let me say this too we're still on our church search and, uh, and and I think it does it is worth mentioning because we went to a church Sunday morning that had the maybe some of the best singing that that I can remember mm. um, and I'll tell you how good it was twice this week I have went back on Facebook live with my earphones at work and just listen to the worship part of the service (laughs) and listen to the songs again. Um, so it, that was, that was really good. But, um, Sunday night we went back to where we've been going on Sunday nights and, um, there was a, a, a sermon illustration, I guess you could say that was, that was given. And I'm kind of want, I think we're going to kind of steer off into that direction, uh, today, but I'm, I'm on. If it's all right, unless you've got anything to add, I'm going to start with that illustration. Go and I, and I can't I can't tell you exactly because, um, you know, how my mind b- works, but I will help you. OK, <laughs> but uh, no, the, the illustration was that that back many years ago, I'm, I'm you know, in the early 1900s and in, in that time that there was a concentration uh, camp that was holding young, young people, youth mm-hmm. um, in Russia and um uh, and I don't know who who went in and 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 got these these youth out, but anyway they they got them and and they had been starving to death um, and being up twenty three hours a day uh, just and basically being pushed through starvation and work until they could until they eventually died. And uh, this was what these these young people knew uh day in and day out. Well, when they went in and and got them out of there and got them into a safe environment, into uh, you know a comfortable place that had had food, had beds, had doctors, had you know all those things, you would think at that point that the story just got better, that everything was okay now and everybody was happy and everybody's on a road to recovery, uh, but they said that that these kids still cried all night long
1: they didn't sleep
0: they they did not sleep and and even though they was getting they was getting meals every day that they hadn't been getting um they would they would still stay up all night long crying and and they the doctors and, and the psychologists and or psychiatrists and and the counselors they was really struggling with you know what to do and finally, someone came in, um, some health, you know, official or, or person. I don't know, you know, a psych- psychologist or whatever. Um, but the the conclusion that they came to was at, at night time, before uh, the these youth went to bed, they would give them all a piece of bread, uh, just a single slice of bread. The way it was said, and. The reason being was that even though they was getting food every day, uh, and they had a place to stay and they were safe now, they they had trouble understanding that it wasn't temporary. That that every day they got food, but then they thought the next day they would end up like they was, and so they would get they they would have a meal. It come time for bed, but they was scared. They were, to, they were scared to go to sleep. to sleep. they were scared to sleep. they was scared that when they woke up the next morning they would be nothing again and then they you know they would start be starving. And they said they give them a piece of bread so that when they went to sleep at night uh, or when when they laid down at night, they knew that the next morning when they woke up they they had food already it was already there and and it give them it give them uh, you know a piece about that uh, really a sad story um, just to think of that that's what human beings have to deal with sometimes but um, but I thought that was it was really touching to know that that it was just that knowing that something was going to be available to you that, that made that gave you peace and and how valuable a simple piece of bread became to those kids mm-hmm. you know most likely they tried giving them medicines they tried to give them uh, uh you know antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicines and i and, and i don't know that but it's you would think they tried these things to to calm them and to bring them into peace but nothing nothing would but a single piece of bread which is what worth a few pennies brought so much peace to them because its value in their mind was was more than was life. Mm-hmm. And so when they went to bed, they knew the next day they had life. And um, through that sermon illustration, we talked about it just a little bit after, but it just really got me thinking about when, when things are readily available to us, uh, we oftentimes we devalue them because they're they're exactly that they're readily available Mm -hmm. and and we can get them anytime we want if we if we want them we can get them if we don't want them it's we turn them down and then if we want them 10 minutes later we go get them and the value of that object or that food or that whatever it might be is not very high I, uh, in our on our priority, it's list.
1: like going to Taco Bell versus a steakhouse. Yeah, the the fast food is readily available. It's mm-hmm. cheaper. It's faster. It's on your way. You know, mm-hmm. you can take it with you, and we don't. It's like it's not as much of a value as going out to eat at a steakhouse. There's not as much value placed mm-hmm. on it, both monetarily, but it, just in our minds, we don't we don't value it the same.
0: No. It's not
1: a it's not a big deal to go to the fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. It can be a big deal to go out to a steakhouse.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's
1: that like just that concept of mm -hmm. something being so so available that we forget what it even means to have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you if we found out, you know that that only one there was only one fast food restaurant open which kind of almost happened during the covid situation all of a sudden it became more valuable you, you it got to more I'll get, I'll go early to, mm-hmm. to try to get there because you know sometimes they're out of something or um, of course we can go back and think of the grocery stores and the shelves were empty and people were fighting over toilet paper and everything else yeah but, but that
1: toilet paper is a great thing to to illustrate this it's because like it's an everyday thing. We all mm-hmm. use it. We all need it. Everyday yeah. thing. You just get it when you need it, and then all of a sudden, there's a run on toilet paper, and the preciousness of toilet paper yeah. goes through the roof yeah. because you, now all of a sudden you're faced with, "What if I don't have it? Then mm-hmm. what am I going to do?"
0: Yeah, for and for it takes
1: most, it turns it into a commodity almost.
0: Yeah, for for most all of our lives, if if you took a single roll of toilet paper and stood out here at the red light and said for sale, they would be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cars drive by and never touch their brakes. But when they was, and laugh at you, but when they, when they were zero toilet paper on the shelf, if you had stood at the red light, probably the first car that seen you is like, I'll take it. <laughs>
1: probably. <laughs> yeah, so. How much?
0: Because it became, it became valuable because of its availability mm-hmm. or lack of, speaking I should of,
1: say. is there something going on with gas right now? Because it's three dollars a gallon. Um, like, are we having another shortage or something? Well, like, there, what is this? I, I,
0: I believe there's something going on, but since we try not to talk about politics on here, we'll just steer clear of that. Okay. Uh, well, it's a yeah. it's
1: ridiculous. That's uh, all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think just government uh, craziness. I was, that I think okay. th- I think that's. A nice way of saying it, but, um, but yeah. So, you know, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this availability? We've talked about bread. We talked about toilet paper. We talked about fast food, and it's, it where where we're headed here is, especially in America. And I know we got a lot of listeners in India, and and if you hear this, if you're in India, we would love to hear from you and be able to share your story. Um, here on the podcast but here in america very seldom will you drive i'm gonna say more than five to seven minutes without seeing a church Mm -hmm. most of the time you're going to see one every three four minutes yeah um and it's so church is is readily available i mean all you want yeah (laughs) with different you know different flavors they're there, uh-huh. and, and you do it. And then we look at the uh, the Bible. In some countries, uh, I've heard, and this was a sermon illustration also, that in there's there's um, some places where Bibles are so hard to get that when they get them, the 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 missionaries or the pastors in these villages will will tear the Bible up into books and maybe one one pastor will keep the the gospel of Matthew and one will keep Luke and one will keep John and and they'll take them back to their church and they'll preach out of that book until it's basically memorized and then that pastor will go swap with another pastor and and this that's how valuable the bibles are is that they're waiting there and they divide them amongst mm-hmm. one another so that they can have them but here in America, um, you can just about buy one in a convenience store. You can buy you know, them at the Dollar Tree. Yeah, at the Dollar Tree for a dollar, you can you can go in and get ten if you want them. It don't you know it's not it's it's so readily available. And of course, now with you know electronics and phones and tablets and stuff, there you can have
1: your pick of apps.
0: Yeah, you can have you can have any version of the Bible that you want, so it's readily available. But in doing so. I think we've we've done the same thing that we do with everything else, and that's we've took the value off of it. Mm-hmm. We've
1: gotten used to having it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to church to, if I want to. Yeah. I'll go,
0: but but then what if there's only one church? What if that was it, and and that was your only option? What if there was only one Bible in your community, and you know the value of it would go up astronomically Mm -hmm. um but we live in a place where it's so rarely available that that if we're not careful we we take the value off of it and just like I
1: said we get used to it we get used to having it and it becomes a I haven't read the Bible today but it's okay I can read it tomorrow Mm -hmm. and we just we put it off and we don't put that value on it or that urgency on it because oh well I can do it later I'll go to church next week. I'll, you know, and th- this, I was praying on my way to work this morning. And that this this thought of him being always available, that he's always there for me. And, you know, I can look back over my life and look at the little, like the little things that only mattered to me, that he showed up for, that God was there for me. And I was just talking to him and I was like, you know what? Don't let me get used to that. Don't let me get used to your his faithfulness in in so much that I take it for granted that I yeah. just ignore it, that I just come to expect it. You know, like we sometimes I think we get so used to church that we come to expect the pastor to do our spiritual growing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We get so used to the the ra- the Christian radio station playing the worship music and giving us that verse of the day. That we don't put any effort in for ourselves, and we just take yeah. it for granted that somebody's going to encourage us today. There's no more encouraging ourselves in the Lord.
0: Somebody else will do it for somebody us. Somebody
1: else will do it for us. Somebody else will do the digging, mm-hmm. and somebody else will do the study, and somebody else will give us what we can just we can just live off of what they've gotten this week.
0: Yeah, and that I mean I think we can look and and our listeners if if they're uh, maybe examine themselves and see. Other than on a, a Sunday at church or a Wednesday at midweek service, have you opened up the word? And and I'm not I'm not meaning on your U you version out and look at the verse of the day or Does um,
1: listening count? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I think listening counts. I, I think um for myself personally, um I think reading helps me. Um see I more. hear more
1: I hear things when I listen that I don't catch when I read.
0: Yeah, and and in our our study group that that I've been doing on Wednesdays, uh, they've went over the the senses and there's there's studies that you retain a certain amount of what you hear, a certain amount of what you read, uh-huh. a certain amount of what you see. Or, you know, just however you want to do, go along those uh, lines. But then the conclusion was any time you combine yeah those then the percentages go up so if you that's can that's why
1: it's easier to memorize when you read yeah when you read out loud or when mm-hmm. you re- rewrite it yeah like when you write down what you have read it helps memorization
0: yeah so if yeah if you if you if you mix two of them and listen while you're reading read along with it you know mm-hmm. uh that that helps but you know how often do we do we actually dig into the word, and and what what value do we put on it? I think most most Christians would say, "Oh, the word is the most important you know thing. The Bible is the most important book that we could ever have." But do you value it enough to read it? Do you value it enough to protect it? Do you you know mm-hmm. do do you honor that word? Uh, do you
1: do you live like it's important?
0: yeah yeah Like, do
1: do we or do we, is it something again that we are so used to that we mm-hmm. don't even like it doesn't even catch us when we do something that doesn't line up with the word we're just so used to hearing it and doing whatever we want anyways yeah that we just take it for granted mm-hmm. and we just not even paying attention to it anymore
0: yeah and i can tell you there's been times for me when i've i've slacked and and went you know several days um, maybe even a week, uh, without really reading. But when you open it up and actually, and like I said I'm not, I'm not really talking about reading one or two verses or um those kinds of things because I do that a lot. But um, if you really get into reading, it just almost instantly, I I feel better. Mm-hmm. Like instantly, I I'm enjoying this and and. It's one I'm saying is I'm thinking I enjoy this so much. Why was I not doing it? Yeah. But it comes back I think to thinking the Bible's there today, tomorrow, the day after and you know if, if I didn't have a Bible and nobody around me had a Bible but somebody made one available to me once a week then that day would be special to me mm-hmm. and I would, I would go and I'd spend all the time I could read. I really do believe that but when it's I've got what, five or six Bibles here in the house and different versions. I
1: have one, two, three. I have at least five, I think. Yeah. And, and I like to look at
0: different versions for different things. Uh, but and then of course we got our phones and so Which has it's, every version. Yeah. And so yeah, it can it can kind of lose its value in our in the way that we look at it. Uh but it's never lost its value legitimately you know if if i
1: I think it's just i don't think any of us would would just say i don't value it or it's not really that important it's just mm -hmm. the fact of how available it is yeah and and not the bible going to church and god all three of those things Mm -hmm. they're readily available especially if you live in the bible belt there's a church on every corner like we said earlier but Even if you don't, even if you live in a country where there isn't a church in every corner, God is still that readily available. Yeah. And forgiveness is still that readily available. And we take it for granted to the point of, sometimes I think we take it for granted to the point of how, uh, I think it's Romans 6 that Paul talks about, should we sin because there's grace? So, you Mm -hmm. know, it doesn't really matter what we do. And he said, God forbid. Yeah. We can't I was take to say it the for answer
0: was no in case we missed it. <laughs>
1: uh we can't take it for granted because it's there. Yeah. Like the, I think and and I think maybe we've talked about this before but when we start I think when we start losing our thankfulness for these things is when we start backsliding. Yeah. When we start drifting is mm-hmm. when we when we forget the value of who he is, the value of his word, the value of being with other believers. When we start losing that thankfulness and losing that value, we we just start drifting.
0: Yeah, and I think when we hear sometimes we hear missionary stories and stuff, and they're they're in these other countries where maybe the Bible is even banned from that country, or as we said in places where not everybody has one, so they have a centralized place of of being having access to a Bible. But I think when we we look at that, we can see the the proof of this is that in the in the other countries, and, and we hear, like I said, from missionaries, and they talk about how people just worship and how how they just pour themselves into the gospel and and just they they hunger for mm-hmm. it because just like the 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 kids that had starved for so long. They hungered and hungered for food and even when they got it, they was scared that they wasn't going to get some tomorrow. Mm-hmm. so they won't so but the only thing that brought them peace was having food for tomorrow today and, yeah. and and we hear stories of Christians in in countries who are under persecution and don't have the available church. They don't have the available Bible, they don't have you know the access, those kind of things. And they hunger day in and day out, and when they go to sleep, they they legitimately many of them don't know if the next day they'll get to More. to see a Bible. Right. It might be a week. It might be a month. You know, or or who knows with their government, it could just be taken away. So they hunger for it. So I, I guess you know as we have uh, you went through all this, the the thing the the topic of the to today's podcast is we need to to check ourselves sometimes of this is this is a, a, a diamond and even though maybe we see that diamond every day it's still a diamond and it's still worth more than anything and that's that's our Bible, that's our relationship with God and that's our church.
1: Yeah. I want to share these verses in Hebrews chapter two uh, beginning at verse 1, it says, For this reason we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. Mm-hmm. And just a pause right there. I think that's like this whole podcast, what we've been talking about. We need to pay even closer attention now that we've heard it, now that we have it. Yeah. We need to pay even closer attention. It says much closer attention so that we do not drift away from it. Verse 2, For if the word spoken through angels proved unadulterated unalterable and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation
0: mm-hmm.
1: so if we're not if we're not careful if we if we begin to neglect this great salvation meaning we begin to take it for granted and we begin to just drift away and not spend time in prayer not spend time at church not spend time in the word and we start neglecting this great gift that we've been given how are we going to escape? Judgment. We're not like that. That was a rhetorical question he had there. You know (laughs) exactly how how are we going to escape if we neglect this great salvation?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and in many ways, you know, in Revelation, Jesus in the letters to the church talks about you've forgotten your first love, Mm -hmm. and and I think that's part of it. And you know, just to as we're getting ready to close, bringing that into our to our human side is in our relationships, whether it be with our husbands or our wives, with our children, we can sometimes know day in and day out, they're here. And they're in the house, they're at the supper table, they're, you know, everywhere. And and if you're not careful, you quit interacting as much as you did last week and then the week after and so forth. And you you just kind of get used to those things. But uh when Jesus said you, you've forgotten your first love, that's that's that and when you come to salvation and you you know just how much he loved you and you you want to know as much about him as you can and you want to be as close to him as you can and then you you're fortunate enough to have so much accessibility to his word mm-hmm. to other believers and and to him through prayer that over a period of time you just start like well i can do that tomorrow it's you know he's always there and um, so we, we we do sometimes get in that place but um yeah so check don't, yourself
1: don't put it off yeah
0: don't don't Val- put it off don't and,
1: don't put it off when you can value it today
0: that's right yeah what what do you what do you um, I got a scripture coming in my head here where it says where, where your heart, where your, uh, treasure, where is, your treasure is there. there your heart up. will be mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So what are you treasuring? And is it, is it God? Is it his word? Is it the ch- body, the church body? So, mm-hmm. um, Hey, as we close one more reminder, audaciously unpopular 12 minute podcast. You won't be sorry. And, um, uh, you can thank me later for that little plug. <laughs> so until next week, though, keep Jesus center stage in your life.